Today on Locked On Ducks Hockey, our weekly look to the San Diego Gulls and a history about the great Willie O'Ree. All of this on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Ducks fans. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this Wednesday morning. This is Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget that you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the OC's hockey team, as well as our weekly look down the I-5 freeway at the San Diego Goals, which is today. Today is going to be, I guess, Locked On Goals. Um, but we we devote an entire show to the AHL affiliate, and I try my best to do quality shows every week on them, and I'm really going to try my best to talk about Willie O'Ree because he's a special hockey player. If you don't know, Willie O'Ree broke the color barrier for hockey a long time ago. We're talking about 60 years ago now. And I just got to say, I'm going to enjoy this episode a lot. But before we talk about all that, you can listen to this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. Additionally, go over to your Alexa smart device and say, Hey Alexa, play Locked On Ducks Hockey, and hope you hear my voice on the other end. And if you don't, well then you can either try it on your Walkman, like that's going to work, or you can look for it by looking manually on the Apple or Google Podcasts. So if you're listening already, please be sure to hit that subscribe button to listen to us daily. And this show has a Twitter account. You can follow us at LO underscore Ducks, or you can follow me personally at StimpyJD. And like Willie O'Ree, I like fedoras. They're pretty cool. So I do post episode links via the Twitter, so check them out. And before we get started, once again, big thank you to Ian McLaren from Locked on Bruins. That was a lot of fun doing that interview before the Bruins, I guess, completely demolished. I shouldn't say demolished the Ducks. It was a pasta show. That's what it was. And then big thanks to Taylor Blake Ward, my buddy, who hosts Locked on Angels. He's also a big hockey fan. So, you know, you should check out his tweets. He does post some hockey stuff once in a while. I know he's mostly baseball, but he's a big hockey fan. So check him out. And this week, we're going to talk about the San Diego Goals. Or today, we're going to talk about the San Diego Goals, rather. Since they had a couple of road games. The Goals have yet to play a home game. Their home opener is this Friday. They've started this season on the road. And... Two of them were played this past weekend, one at San Jose, one at Stockton, and there's some rumors going about Stockton as well. But we're not going to talk about that today. Maybe we'll save that for an AHL or just a general look into hockey. But first, we go into Friday's game at San Jose at the SAP Center. This took place on Friday, October 11th, and boy, the goals just came out flat on this game. They were flat the entire game, let's be honest. Um, The skating was just not there. They looked slow. They looked sluggish. They looked like they were ready to go home from the opening puck drop. I'm just going to be honest here. Uh, The scoring started very early. In the first period, the Sharks, or sorry, not the Sharks, the Barracuda. They share the same arena, so I'm inclined to say the Sharks. Uh, But in that first period, the start of it, the goals were allowing shot after shot, and it just did not stop. The Barracuda would not let up at all. And this really started 
Uh, well, first off, Anthony Stolar started in goal. Despite the fact that the goals, you know, had a couple of shots early on, the Barracuda for about, I would say, a seven-minute stretch had all the shots. I mean, the goals were leading in shots at one point in the beginning. I want to say, let me look here, it was 7-2 to at one point, halfway through the period. And then it was 8-3. to And then the goals just decided to stop shooting because the Barracuda fired off about 10 or 11 shots in a row, which was just bad. I mean, the goals completely fell asleep middle of the first period. And then they started taking penalties. You know, Sam Carrick got one for Neen. And then they had too many men on the ice right after the other penalty ended. And on that resulting power play, it was Maxime Latunov who got a power play goal from Thomas Gregoire and Joel Kelman at 15.47 of the first period. But wait, they're not done yet. Because only a minute later, Jeffrey Vale got his goal on an assist from Maxime Latunov. And that was making it 2 to nothing. Uh, but wait, we're still not done. Because the goals got another penalty. Hunter Drew took a very careless interference penalty. And then maybe, I want to say 15 seconds into that power play, another goal for the Barracuda. It was Jaden Hobwax from Noah Gregor and Thomas Gregoire, his second apple of the game. And that made it 3 nothing Barracuda, and that was pretty much it for the game. They were done after that. <laughs> Look, I, I have to be honest here. I just have to call it like it is. You know, I'm not the goals looked awful. For a 10-minute stretch, dumb penalties, bad defense, allowing all these shots. It's not gonna do it. The second period was not much better. The Barracuda's onslaught of shots continued on Anthony Stolarz. I almost felt bad for him at that point. But in the first period. The Barracuda outshot San Diego 16-8. In the second period, they outshot the goals 18-10. At the end of two periods, San Jose had 34 shots. San Diego had only 18. That is not going to do it. That's not going to win games for you. I'm sorry. But if you're going to allow that poor defense, that picket fence defense through the blue line, that's not going to work. And sure enough, towards the end of the second period, Alexander True got a goal Assist from Joaquin Blickfield and Jaden Hobwax to make it 4 nothing Barracuda. And then after that, it was just a nothing burger. San Diego did get a goal late in the third. Hunter Drew got his first goal of the season from Sherwood and Pitella. But then, of course, right when they score a goal, they give one right back. Because only 38 seconds later, Johnny Brodzinski, yes, that Johnny Brodzinski, who just got called down to the Barracuda because some guy named Patrick Marlowe had just come back. Johnny scored his first goal of the season, and that was it. Final score, San Jose 5, San Diego 1. We're going to head into the first intermission right now and talk about the other game on the other side. But first, let's talk about how you, the fan, can attend any sporting event, whether it's any Ducks game, any Lakers or Clippers game, and even the Rams and the Chargers. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can cheer on your favorite team and earn credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets where you, the fan, can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. Maybe you're back in town and you want to see the Ducks take on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. 
Well, with Vivid Seats, all orders are backed by a 100% guarantee, and that's worth its weight in Ducks Metallic Gold or even Buffalo Sabres Gold since it's their 50th anniversary. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all purchases. Also, enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Once again, that's the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program via the Vivid Seats app, which you can download from the App Store or the Google Play Store. Vivid Seats, create your own sports memories. On the other side of the intermission, we'll talk about the other goals game, and a look at Willie O'Ree. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, as we are still breaking down the weekend that was the San Diego goals in NorCal. And we're going to go over the game in Stockton really quick. I'll, I'll say this, it wasn't much better than the one in San Jose the previous day. This took place on Saturday, October 12th, and it was not much better as the goals, well, they got off to a good start. Kiefer Sherwood got the first goal for that game only three minutes into the game, which was a quick slap, a quick snapshot and that made it one nothing goals. Sherwood had his second goal of the season, apples by Chase DeLeo and Simon Benoit, and then the wheels fell off yet again because the goals allowed several shots on goal in consecutive fashion. It was bad. They allowed, I want to say the last, no, nine of the last 10 shots of the first period were in favor of Stockton. And yes, that included a goal. From Glenn Godden. Assist from Dylan Dube and Brian Freeze. That made it a 1-1 tie on the power play. Again, countless penalties. Careless penalties. Justin Kloos got one for tripping. Hockenpah got one for holding. And it was an easy, easy 5-on-3 goal. Then we go into the second period. Not much better for the goals. In fact, they allowed a plethora of shots. And another goal. This one from Ryan Lomberg. At 9.42 of the second, assists to Stockton hero Brandon Davidson and Itu Tulola. Tulola, there we go. <laughs> and that made it 2-1 Stockton. And first two periods, same story as last time. At the end of two periods, San Diego was getting outshot by Stockton, 24-14. That's not gonna do it, is it? No. And then the third period just went completely bonkers. Brandon Davidson got a goal himself at 940, making it 3-1 Stockton. And then Tulola got a goal for himself, making it 4-1 Stockton. And then the goals tried to come back. They tried to mount a furious comeback. And I got to give credit to Jack Kapaka. He had a very, very nice backhanded goal that, you know, went top shelf. And the way this goal was broken down, and I kind of love it, uh, the goals decided to crash the net finally and you know he he went in for what was this a backhanded shot it was basically a two on three crashing net, get the backhand get the goal the third one was even better because the goals were swarming the entire net uh, they got one shot that missed to the left of the net 
And then we see with about four minutes left in the game, Andrew Podorowski put in a goal from almost behind the net. He was just next to it and put the biscuit in the basket. And Sherwood got an assist on that one. And Sam Carrick also got an assist, making it 4-3 Stockton. But it was too little too late as Buddy Robinson got an empty net goal towards the end. And Stockton would win this one 5-3. And the goals are now 0-3 on the season. Not a great start for San Diego. Honestly, the defense is looking pretty terrible right now. They're giving up way too many shots. They gave up 32 on this one. They gave up 40 on the previous game. You know, defense is going to be a key thing for the goals that they've just got to improve. Especially their next game, which is at home. Uh, Their home opener is this Friday. Go check it out at Pechanga Arena. And speaking of the goals, uh, we have a bit of this day in history that I want to go over. And we're going to talk for the rest of the time about one of the legends of hockey. I'm talking about Willie O'Ree. Yeah, we're going to talk about him because on this day, four years ago, Willie O'Ree's jersey was retired by the San Diego Goals. His number 20 hangs in the rafters of Pechanga Arena. So this begs the question, why is his number retired at Pechanga Arena in San Diego? Well, first off, Willie O'Ree was the player that broke the color barrier for the Boston Bruins, and you've got to go all the way back to 1957 for this one. And this was a long time ago. And actually, not 57, 58, I'm sorry. And this whole story is fascinating to me. It always has been. Because he was blind in his right eye. Uh, He got hit by a puck two years prior. And, you know, he shouldn't be playing in the NHL if he's blind in one eye. But he kept it a secret. So he debuted January 18th, 1958 against the Montreal Canadiens. And he was the first black player in NHL history. He came back to play 43 games three years later, also with the Boston Bruins, who the Ducks just played. You see the little symmetry there? And in those 43 games, he scored 14 points, 4 goals, 10 assists. And he did talk about some of the racism that he faced. And Willie O'Ree was quoted as saying, you know, that he got more crap from the American cities Then he did the Canadian cities, which says a lot. And I'll even go back to something else that he said, um, going back to his blindness. Quote, I didn't tell anyone that I couldn't see. My sister Betty and my good friend, another black player named Stan Maxwell, were the only ones who knew that I couldn't see. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my dad because I did not want them to worry. End quote. And he didn't let it stop him. You know, he was a great left-handed shot and played for a number of years in the minor leagues. He played a few seasons in the WHL for the Los Angeles Blades. But when the San Diego goals were incepted in 1966-67, Willie O'Ree was one of those guys that came in on the second season, and he was an instant legend in San Diego. Instant legend. Continuing talking about Willie O'Ree, another reason I have to bring him up this week, not only was his number retired four years ago to the day, but yesterday, Willie O'Ree celebrated his 83rd birthday. So again, a very happy birthday to Willie O'Ree, 
who was born in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, on October 15, 1935. Willie O'Ree is 83 years young and still looking fashionably dapper. Love it. And a little bit more about Willie O'Ree. Uh, he played a bunch of seasons in the LA Blades, but he's best known for playing seven seasons with the San Diego Goals. He was traded to the Goals from the Blades after the Goals' first season for cash. Uh, the Goals' first season was in 1966-1967 at the then-new San Diego International Sports Arena, which is now known as Pachanga Arena. And I'm trying to think, I think back then it was called the San Diego International Sports Arena. Yeah, I got that right. Yes, same arena for the past 52 years. Yes, there was a lot of history in that building. Sorry, 53 years. Plenty of history in that building. And it is worth checking out if you want to see a goals game right now. Just saying. But going back to the first season at the arena, brand new facility. It was built almost specifically for hockey. It was built with hockey in mind. And it was the home for the goals from 66 to 74. So it went through eight seasons, and Willie O'Ree played in seven of those seasons. In fact, O'Ree won two scoring titles in the WHL, one with the Blades and one with the San Diego Goals. His best season was in 68-69, where he scored 38 goals, 41 assists, good enough for 79 points in only 70 games. He was a scoring champion that year. The Goals had some great teams back then, too. Despite the fact they never won a playoff series, They made the playoffs every season that Willie O'Ree was there. He led them to seven consecutive playoff appearances. He was one of the team leaders. And he was beloved even back then in San Diego. So you got to think about the history of the team, the history of hockey as a whole. He was that big difference maker. And in fact, there wasn't another African-American player in the National Hockey League for another plus decade plus it wasn't until Mike Marson of the Washington Capitals played in 1974 which was Willie O'Ree's final season as a San Diego goal because the goals had folded by then and we got to see how far they've come we've got a bunch of players you know Wayne Simmons he won the all-star MVP two two years ago at Staples Center PK Subban still a big player you know we're starting to get some inclusion in the National Hockey League, and that is nothing but good. And I personally love it. So that's why we dedicate some of this podcast to Willie O'Ree. Once again, happy birthday, Willie O'Ree. Hall of Fame last year, well-deserved. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. And I'm going to go personal here. I've I've met Willie O'Ree a couple times at San Diego. You know, great guy, very knowledgeable about the game, and he loves talking to fans. He genuinely does. You know, if the fans would take the time to talk to him for a couple minutes, you know, most fans at hockey games, they kind of go about their business. They buy their beer. They buy their hot dogs. But I've run into him during intermission at Pechanga Arena. And he's just one of the great guys. And because I've talked to him more than once, um, he saw me the second time and he goes, oh, wait, how you doing? Like, wow, this is really cool. (laughs) Like, I didn't know what to expect. So, you know, it's hard not to take a deep breath and go, Thank you, sir. You know, one of the genuinely great guys in all of hockey. And I hope to meet him again and just tell him once again, like I said last time, thank you. You know, that's all you can really say if you're a fan of hockey and you ever meet Willie O'Ree. You know, thank him. I'm sure he'd appreciate it.
with that, we're going to wrap it up. I thought that was a nice little tribute to Willie O'Ree. I really did. Um, but you can download today's podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. Also, please make sure to follow the Twitter at LO underscore Ducks and follow me personally at StimpyJD. Uh, one more quick thing. Yes, I'm going to go on about Willie O'Ree on this one, but he is deserving of all the accolades that he's gotten, you know, because of the kind of gentleman he is, because of the kind of person that he is. So we'll, this will not be the last time Willie O'Ree's name will be mentioned on this podcast. I'm sure we will mention Willie O'Ree again many times during the season. So just get used to it, all right, fans? <laughs> but I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I love hearing from you guys. I want to hear from you guys more. So if you want, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And you can email me about hockey. You can also email me about baseball because my phone has been exploding the past couple of minutes. I guess some hire took place just across the street from Catella. And apparently Joe Madden is the new manager for the Los Angeles Angels. Wow, that's a big deal. (laughs) Uh, I actually talked about this with Taylor Blake Ward on Locked on Angels a couple weeks ago about possible managerial hires. And even though I said Mike Gallego, that was just a name to get out there. I know I we knew it wasn't going to be Gallego. I was just throwing names out there. We had a feeling it was Joe Madden this whole time. Or I shouldn't say we knew. We had we had a very strong feeling. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So again, I want to start a weekly mailbag show of sorts. So if you have any questions, send them my way. If you want me to do a deep dive on any players, let me know. And with that said. For Locked On Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the week, enjoy hockey tonight, and I'll see you at the rink. Oh, and stay frosty, Anaheim.